You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides, your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. episode 117 recorded june 20th 2021 the topic for this episode is halo because (laughs) it is um i am your host for this episode and my name is orkin and i am elemist yay (laughs) i just love how enthusiastic you sounded (laughs) this is everything i've always wanted halo Well, I can't just shriek. (laughs) It would just break the episode. (laughs) I'm so excited. We have a couple of guests with us. We haven't had guests in forever, I feel like. Um, Special guests, would you like to introduce yourselves? Hi, this is Penn's Halo. Hey there, guys. This is Rendell Zevis. Yay special guests i love special guests it's like my favorite thing ever okay i have some podcast info um we encourage feedback it can be sent to us on twitter at guardians underscore lore we did not change our twitter handle for this episode don't worry um you can also tweet at me at hey it's orchid or you can tweet at elemist at i underscore am underscore elemist you can send us an email about how awesome this episode is at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com you can leave us a review wherever you can find the podcast. You can also find us in our Discord, where you can just talk at all of us about Halo forever. Um, you can also find our info on thelornetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. We're also still there. Um, special guests, where can we find you? Um, you can find me at on Twitter at pens underscore Halo. Um, I'm also I do have I do have a Twitch channel that I sometimes stream on. Uh, it's just twitch.tv slash penshalo. And you can always find me lurking around in the lore hub uh Discord. Yay. I can be found on Twitter at Rendell Zevis, no space. Uh and in addition to this, I also am the uh, main audio director for Destiny Lore Audiophile, which you can also find on various podcasting places i too can also be found lurking around on the lore hub discord um either posting very horrible memes or reacting to them (laughs) oh god i thought you were gonna say skulking around for a second (laughs) i was gonna be like that's pretty accurate well i mean is um (laughs) yeah okay um yeah so this week at spartans allure the twassel Man, I like that so much better. Sounds so good. Um, so uh, Grandmaster Nightfall starts this week. Uh, Almas, you must be very excited. I actually am. Um, yeah. It, like I, for me, Grandmasters is the pinnacle of PVE. You would think it would be raids, but I've gotten so good at raids that those are just kind of like cakewalk for me. Right. So like grandmasters is that next step for me so i'm excited Mm -hmm. 
the master grows bored with perfection, and so the next challenge must be met. Did you just call me I a don't master? think I've ever... I think he did. <laughs> oh, my ego is inflating now. <laughs> oh, gotta put that away, sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, no. It's a family-friendly show, friendly show, stop that. God damn it. Hardly. Fuck. <laughs> so you're going to guild it right away then, is what you're telling me. I am. Um, and a lot of that is, uh-huh. is going to be because of like my typical fire team wants to guild it and I'm going to be dragged through it whether I want it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we stepped into a war with the Cabal on Mars. Oh, don't get me Beat me started. to it. <laughs> <laughs> I like the hidden Titan joke in that strike intro. Uh-huh. Zavala talks about punching through their defenses. Yep. It's a very subtle. Well, he's well, I mean, a striker Titan primarily, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just how he thinks. <laughs> oh, uh, there's... Just shotgun <laughs> apes his way through everything, it's fine. Oh, there's a thing that is um, threatening us and containing the Traveler. I'll simply headbutt it. Well, At least maybe... that's what Mirror thinks. He just needs to finish up the row that he's knitting before he does that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm not wrong. Asher. No, you are not wrong. <laughs> I miss Asher, though. I'll just simply headbutt it. Yeah. Anyway, um, mm. yeah, I'm, I'm mostly doing it for golf balls. That and doing the adept for golf balls. As we're recording this on Father's Day, how topical. <laughs> well, I mean, I got a dad That's bod, true. dad humor, dad jokes. Might as well just go the rest of the way. Oh you know, God. without the wife and kids. Rent the children, and they'll be perfect. <laughs> rent the children, oh my God. I'm pretty sure my sister I'm will rent like- her kid out to me for like 100 bucks a day. She'll pay she, you. Yeah, I was going to say, she'll pay you or... Day. Yeah. I'm not sure soon is- <laughs> which way it'll go. Whether she's paying me or I'm paying her. <laughs> If you're... she'll pay you to take the kid. <laughs> okay, so if she's paying you to take the kid and to you know be a dad, does that mean that you have to start up a service called Only Dads? Oh, boy. <laughs> this is opening a real weird door. I don't want. I don't want that door open. Let's shut that door. Right yeah, now. well, let, let's close the door. Let's lock it and let's throw the key away. Mm-hmm. I don't want under that door the mat open. because then you can well, just find well, me on only dads at I underscore am underscore elemist. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> we have a space for your own advertisement later on only dads, so where you can Rindle you and Pens can also share your only dads profiles on there because <laughs> you both of you are dads as well. So yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Man. Okay. Um, Moving Bungie on. also shared their yeah. Bungie also shared their toaster with us this week. The toaster came out, guys. The Yoten toaster, Yo toaster. The Yo toaster. Um, the Yoster. Yeah, the Yoster. Um, it burns a really cool um <clears throat> tricorn emblem on it on your toast. If that's a thing that you want, um, 
it, the emblem honestly is you're buying an $80 emblem the only problem I have the thing that you're getting like the only problem that I have with the toaster is that it looks like the rest of the toast is not like the actual bread is not toasted so it just sears that that tricorn emblem in and that's it Ugh. <laughs> no that or it's just like super blonde toast like it was on the lightest setting. <laughs> I'm sorry, blonde toast. Yeah, mm-hmm. lightest setting is where it's. Yeah, is it called blonde toast? <laughs> I've heard it called that before. Like if it's uh, like really, a really light toast. Well, yeah. or like a brunette toast. I gotta go find me some redhead Are toast. We... What? <sighs> what? I've never heard toast called blonde toast before, and I'm very intrigued. It's like if have you ever heard of like a blonde coffee? It's usually a coffee that has that's I mean, pretty light colored. Yeah, because that yeah. usually has has enough cream in it to make it not drinkable. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Oof. Okay. Yeah, but like, wow! Way to call me out on that, right? I feel attacked. You <laughs> feel attacked. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have a TikTok I need to send you later, Pen. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> it's going to be great. No, I promise. Oh, it's going to no. be really good. How, oh. how, much, how much cream do they add? Just It's so good. No, it's so good. I have to, mm. it's, it's so good. Okay. I, I think, um, conversely, it's more like how much coffee didn't they add? <laughs> it's, it's so good no i'm gonna send it to you later um let's see they also changed a nightfall reward rotation and almas do you have opinions on that um, i do, you wanna do explain what they did so essentially Please explain what they did so essentially what they did is they took last season's rewards you know the swarm palindrome um the other <laughs> weapon shadow price that's it and <laughs> you know the other one <laughs> Yeah, you know, the other one. Um, And they are throwing that into the rotation. But all three of those weapons are going to be dropping on their own specific single week. So the actual rotation is going to end up being... um, For week one, it's Plug 1.1, the fusion rifle. Week two is going to be Hung Jury, the scout rifle. Week three is Uzumi RR4 the sniper and then week four is going to be shadow price palindrome and swarm now when they announced this they didn't say anything about altering the actual drop rates so they're still going to be just as rare as they were before it's just you have one of three that you can get instead of a selected one i do not like that (laughs) So you have 66% less of a chance to get something that you want. Yes. Is that the right math? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if I want to grind out palindromes, I'm going to wait for that week, and I'm going to absolutely get Adept Swarm and Adept Shadow Price a lot more because I want palindrome. (laughs) Yeah. It's It's the whole, like... Bungie knows what you want, so it's not going to give it to you. Right. 
I'm, I'm looking at you, um, Nightfall, like Savathun's song, Reward. Um, it took me 82 times to finally get uh, Duty Bound. Fucking Duty Bound. So, Sag, um, if you want to buy the raid jacket and the raid ring, you have until June 30th to do so. So, hurry up. Um, I purchased it the day I got my codes, but um, if you still haven't done so, please do so. Um, if you have the money and or the codes, because they are really cool. Um, if not, and you have a code and a ring and you know somebody who wants them, uh, share your codes with other people. Or put them on Twitter or uh, contact me because I know a couple people who do want them and don't have codes. So, like, hit me up. Um, we have also, there was somebody in the TWAB who is in our community who won Artist of the Week. Uh, Valor Agna, who is our friend, um, made a really cool ghost cape. And she was Artist of the Week. And that was really neat. That's really cool. Yeah, it was. It is really that cool. Is. And it was really neat to see her. And she was like blown away. And we were blown away because her co her cape is really neat. So if you have a chance, um, it was in the TWAB from this past week. Um, so she tweeted on June 15th um, um, at Valoragna um, on Twitter. And she's posted it in our Discord in the Lore Hub as well. But she made a 1910s wrap cape um, embroidered with ghosts. Um, it was hand embroidered. She has a lot of hand embroidery, and her embroidery is also like it's always gorgeous. Um, she embroidered it with silk um, on wool with glass beads. And it's very pretty. So if you have a chance, um, please uh, go look at her creation. Uh, it's very neat. It's very, very neat. So definitely give that a look. Oh, 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 I know what I what I forgot to put on this list. Um, I did the lore panel this week for GCX. <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing that happened this week. The big thing that happened to you and you completely forgot about it. Yeah, I totally forgot about it. Yeah, I did That's that on, on Friday. Brand. Um yeah, I know that happens all the time. Um, <laughs> I did that with uh, with Fife and Mylan and um, Rhino and Baxter and um, Psalm Labs. With Psalm yep. Labs, um, he prefers Smart Joe and myself. Um, and we talked about um, some seasonal things. And we talked about the statues, the darkness statues. And of, of course, I mentioned the, you know, the only one that moves is the one in the Deepstone Crypt. And of course, that's also the only one that you can upskirt. Coincidence, I think not. Oh, yeah, that totally threw them all off. <laughs> yeah, they're all like, I'm sorry, what? Yup, that, that was hilarious. <laughs> that's completely and utterly on brand for me. Well, they should have known. It was on. Should have known. It was on brand for you, but like they didn't know how to deal with that, and it was amazing. <laughs> yep, oh it was pretty my great. God, that was that was that was one of the highlights of that for me, just because it was just yeah. that look on Bife's face of just wait, 
what? He's complete and utter shock and also like right. joy <laughs> <laughs> of like you said what and also oh you said what? Meanwhile, <laughs> Maddie's like, just over in his little corner, just like oh god, here we go again. <laughs> Maddie just going, of course you said that. <laughs> Fucking why? <laughs> why am I here? It's one in the morning. I don't want to deal with this. Uh, having sat in. I mean, I haven't had a chance to watch that yet, but having sat through three of those, the last three Guardian Cons live, they should have known mm-hmm. that somebody was going to do it. I mean... Yep. So... Well, they they should have known inviting me. Yes. So. Yes, they should have. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? I don't know. All the comments I got from people separately um, were, thank you for saying that. <laughs> because it was um the thing that made it fun because people got bored and i'm like that's not a thing that should be said no because it was fun it was fun to do i had a really good time so um it was fun to have the it was fun to watch all the guys interact together i didn't say a whole lot because Baxter went on his tangents and Bife went on his being really smart and you know Matt got to yell at Bife like he wanted to <laughs> he got to yell at me like he wanted to <laughs> and I think my comment was clipped too so I think there's a clip of me upskirting the darkness statues floating around Twitch somewhere well I mean, if it wasn't I mean if it wouldn't have gotten clipped I would have been disappointed uh, yeah, I right. would have been disappointed too, but I think it was clipped. But I think someone did mention also that I'm um, not fired from Focus Fire Chat because um, because I decided to upskirt the darkness statues. So still not fired. <laughs> <laughs> I I make sure to upskirt it every time I'm in it just because um, it usually makes all the other people that I'm with um, question a lot of things. And I'm like, this is part of the lore. You can trust me because I'm a lore person. That's like if somebody got stabbed at a restaurant and people are like, alright, is there a doctor in the house? And you're like, I'm a doctor of philosophy. Yep. <laughs> exactly. I'm a lore person. Once in a while. <laughs> I play one on podcast. Lol. Yeah, I got two of them. Yeah. Once in a while. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, GCX is finished today. The space station I've still <clears throat> not seen because it's super broken. Oh my yeah. god, um, that implementation. Uh, yeah. yeah, GCX, the fundraising event is going until today, Sunday. Until it falls out of order um, and lands in Australia and we get sued by them again. Oh my god. It's, <laughs> it is definitely a thing. Um, or it could fall on Europa. I know. They've raised a lot of money um, for the kids and it's been a really good thing. A lot of crazy things have happened. Um, I think Bife and Barb raised like 70000 or almost $80,000 Jeez, get on I think that. It was like $79,000. I'd That's have to amazing. check their Discord. Yeah. 
So the last thing, since this is getting a little long, um, we had some E3 previews um, since E3 was this past week. There are a lot of things happened this past week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, lots of cool games came out. The Halo trailers came out both for multiplayer and story for Infinite. Actually, the whole like Xbox everything, like the Bethesda Xbox um presentation was so good oh yeah like, are that there any really games good. that you guys are excited for other than like, we're all xbox people yeah. here i mean like obviously infinite but the other one that actually obviously um that caught my eye especially when i saw it last year was uh was it 12 minutes the one that's you know mm. that like murder mystery one that seems really interesting to me um I'm I'm not the, like there's a lot of like zombie survival type stuff that I'm and that I'm not the a huge fan of, but um, Forza looks good if you're a racing oh. fan. Um, yeah. Forza looks fantastic. Yeah, I cannot wait for that. Like when that came out, um, Rendell and I were watching the Xbox show together. Mm-hmm. We watched it at the same time and we're talking when it was on and doing like live reacts and we were both just like screaming during like the whole Forza like Yeah, because uh, because I had uh, read like a rumor so of it being in Mexico and as soon as it's I saw so like a desert landscape and ultra realism, I was like, No, shut up. Oh <laughs> my god, it looks so good. I cannot wait. Oh my god. The other one I love the Forza games. The other one's Horizon Four is the the other one that I thought looked pretty good was the Microsoft Flight Sim, especially since they're going to have a uh, a fighter add on pack um, from Top Gun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, as when I first got into gaming, I pretty much did flight sims. I loved flight sims, and my even back then when Microsoft Flight Simulator came out, there were a whole bunch of add ons for a number of different things. There was uh, a Europe World War Two European theater, Pacific theater, and then also um modern and i I just love those and uh it's nice to see that them bringing that back so although oh, yeah. I, I would say the the big thing uh, uh, that i came across from xbox bethesda is how big xbox is going on game pass um i think that gives that's a huge huge benefit i mean every one of those games is going to need xbox live um and if you want to, in, I think it's $15 a month now. I think it went up a dollar. But um, for Xbox Live, and if you buy three games, it's bu- it's paid for itself. So And actually, Xbox Live itself, like all the actual online features, mm-hmm. are free. Yeah. Um, what you are paying the $15 for is Game Pass Ultimate. Okay, that's and it, yeah. Yeah, like you're gonna have a ton of games at your disposal. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's that that Tiny Tina's Wonderlands coming out. There's Far Cry oh, what Six. Was the na- what was the name of the game that you played a stuffed animal? Uh, I honestly don't remember. You, simply because you could you could play a dog that looks like a corgi and makes me want to buy it and play it. So yeah, wasn't that Party Animals? I think. I think that's it. I think that's it. They just looked like another version of fall guys yes yeah it was party animals 
except to get to play as stuffed animals. So, I mean, like, okay, that seems kind of cute. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, some really good games are going to come out. I'm very excited. They'll be great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all looking very, very good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. I'm very, I'm very happy. It's going to be, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I think that's about it. Um, I had one more question. If you've played Halo recently at all, and if so, what? Halo 5 multiplayer. (laughs) Nice. So, yeah, mainly that's, uh, yeah, Halo 5 multiplayer, Super Fiesta, Big Team Super Fiesta, Warzone, and uh, a bunch of, like, Super Fiesta Capture the Flag. Nice. That was that's an insane game type. <laughs> it's so much fun. Oh my god. Um, I booted up uh Master Chief Collection and decided this last week. You know what? Like on some off time, I'll go ahead and go through the Halo Four campaign again. Mm-hmm. Just because it's actually aged quite well, as it turns out. And oh yeah. Just ah, mm-hmm. oh, seeing that ending again. Hmm. That that ending will put tears in my eyes every time. Right. Oh my god. That ending is like the first like twenty minutes of John Wick one. You can't get through it without crying. <laughs> no, yeah. You're you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. I mean you are really not wrong. wrong. And I mean that last line that Chief utters, you know, where he goes, um she said that to me once about being a machine. Just like Steve Downs delivered that so amazingly well. Oh yeah. Oof. <sighs> and Steve Downs and Jen Taylor did an amazing job in Halo Four. I think. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's it's not a flawless game. There are very legitimate criticisms of that game, but the story in and of itself and how it was delivered was was just great. I had less um. issues with four than I did five. Yeah, five. Yeah. Like when I when it first came out, I played through the entire thing, and it felt way too short. Um, replaying it with my work husband, um, and this was like four months ago. Um, it was actually longer than I I realized. <laughs> it's it's yeah. I mean, it, Halo Five is. Like I, I've said this before, there, there are a lot of flaws in Halo Five. I mean, but overall, that campaign wasn't a wasn't as horrible as some people make it out to be. I mean, the to me, the worst part was how they handled the warden fights. That was a pain in the butt. I mean, mm-hmm. just yes, let's face the same bullet sponge like four times and. Three of those times, let's go ahead and give you multiple of them. No. No. I'm sure we'll have stuff to say about that in a bit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we will. Yeah. I have been playing, whenever Griff Ball comes up, I always, like, sink into, like, a week's worth of Halo, <laughs> and I don't even look at Destiny. <laughs> like, I don't know what Destiny is, like, Destiny who? <laughs> like, an entire week. Because that's all I want to do is play Griffball. 
Um, and I play a lot of like MCC. Um, I know like the um the like actual like season pass. Um, it's not really season pass, but like it's like the, a battle pass. Yeah, the battle pass is contentious. A lot of people don't like it, but it gives me something to work towards. Um, and I like having things within the game that I can kind of like check off and having it be like, yeah, so in PvP, do these things. And I like being like, lol, I'm not gonna be able to do them, but I could try because I'm absolute trash a lot of it um but i like the attempts at doing a lot of them or at in pve it's like okay do x number of missions or do this many you know like firefights or just do this many whatever and it's or hit these achievements I, or something like that yeah yeah it's it's like do these activities and then you get like I call them magic cubes. So you get like this main magic cubes. You can unlock like different things on the battle pass and then you can get like pretty emblems. You can get like pretty outfits. And I like outfits because I like destiny. And then it's pretty much the same thing in Halo. So <laughs> I can just make my Spartan pretty. So <laughs> it's 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 just destiny but in Halo. Well, I mean, and that's why I like it's that doesn't surprise me. I'm not wrong. Yeah, it's all cosmetics and it's designed to give people a reason to come back and play. And, and, uh, you know, they're kind of doing I like it. They're doing that within, with Infinite as well. I mean, yeah, you, 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 you have to purchase the battle pass, but once you purchase mm -hmm. it, you own it. And mm -hmm. you can actually purchase as many or as few battle passes as you want, and then you just decide, okay, mm -hmm. I'm putting my experience toward this one because I want this, or I'm going to put it towards mm -hmm. this because I want this, mm -hmm. and it's yours, and you can always go back to it. So, I um, I do like the one thing I do like that in each season, um, for Halo, at least for the way MCC has worked, is that like once you unlock like um. A swath of them like for each like level 10 through 20 or 20 through 30 or 30 through 40 you can unlock them in like whatever order you want mm -hmm. so i can just say like that's how i unlocked like the emblem that i wanted <laughs> so like once you unlock that level you can be like oh i just want this thing and then you can just kind of like pick and choose until you unlock the next level so it's like it's pretty nice. Yeah. So um, I actually really like the way it works, like a lot better than it is in Destiny. At least that respect, at least. So it's pretty nice. But yeah, so I've been playing a lot of um, MCC. I don't play a lot of Halo Five. Um. PvP, but I do play a lot of um, MCC Halo or MCC PvP. I'm trash at it. I'm full on trash at it. Are you not good at? Are you saying I'm that? Not good at PvP. So are you saying that like you're saying you're trash at Destiny PvP or? 
No. Where it's just like a I'm complete lie it. or okay. No, I'm bad at, at I'm I'm bad at Halo PvP. I just had to be and sure. I know that when Halo Infinite comes out, I'm bad at that PvP. I know I'll be bad at it. I just oh, had I to be sure. Oh PvP. yeah. Yep. I already know. I, I know I'll be bad at that. Yeah, I know I'm gonna suck at that PvP too. I'll still play I know it. If I, I'll, I'll still I'll play, still play it. it. Yeah, I'll still play it. I will still play it, and I will still enjoy it thoroughly. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I am oh, under yeah. no illusion. Oh yeah, I'm gonna enjoy it, and um, I'm gonna play it because a bunch of my friends are gonna play it. I'm gonna be really bad at it. There's gonna be grappling hooks, and I'm gonna grapple hook all the things. Um, and I'm gonna be really bad. I'm gonna be super bad at it, and it's gonna be so much fun. Oh yeah. And all I'm gonna want to do is play Halo, and I'm gonna be like Destiny who. It's going to be great. All, I can't wait. All I want is one time in big team battle, I want to be able to grapple mm-hmm. a uh, a wasp or a banshee and hijack mm-hmm. it into there. I want to do that too. That's now, what awesome. if what if that's actually an achievement? Well, <laughs> it probably will be. I like it, it probably will be. Yeah. I mean, now now to be fair, the other thing that I want to say, see is is that uh, as a counter. I want to see both of them have the ability to fling a Spartan off that's trying to hijack him. <laughs> oh my god! Because in you game, just do a barrel roll. <laughs> yeah, you can you can put you can do a loop or a barrel roll and in a banshee. So it's like, okay, you want to hijack me? Do that and see if it, and see if it flings you off and sends him flying. That would be kind of cool. That would. Anyway, that'll bear some experimentation for release. Oh yes. yes. Okay, so let's go into a lore network ad, and then we will go into Halo. Halo. The lore network. Tune into the Spinfoil Theory podcast for questions. Who is an or? Who is an or? What is what is an or? What is that? For queries. Did the hive really just body shame the Vex into changing their frames? For special guests. All the guests. For Spinfoil Theories. Mars the saw the Sabbath moon. The Spinfoil Theory podcast. Insert information here. So why didn't he didn't give the he didn't give the information? We didn't give, he didn't give the information. Oh, uh, Spinfoil Theory is available on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. Uh, you can also get us at at Twitter at Spinfoil Theory and or uh, uh, Spinfoil Theory at gmail.com. Was that not the best Lore Network ad you've ever heard in your entire life? Oh my god, the <laughs> absolutely of that ad. My earballs. <laughs> um, brief intro into the topic. Um, I I'm not as eloquent as Elmist is when he usually writes these, so I'm mine says it's Halo. What the fuck do you want me to say, nerds? <laughs> um literally what i wrote um there are no lore readings for this episode because it's a special episode now is that a special so, episode or is it a special episode it's not why are you putting quotes around it this is what the hell episode. does that mean <laughs> um this episode we're gonna go through the history of halo universe itself um kind of the halo without master chief and then the halo universe slash like in the history kind of of master chief does that make sense Mm. 
there's there's a greater kind of history of like the Halo universe of essentially what happens with like in short in short we're going to be speed running the Halo uh story. Yep. Speed run the Halo story. Um there's actually a really great little like 3 minute this is what happens in the <laughs> Halo universe thing you can watch on YouTube that I actually really like. So we're going to speed run that. Essentially we're doing mm-hmm. world building and then here's the cast and let's focus on the main character. Pretty much. Yeah. That's that yeah, pretty much actually. Yeah. Um so we're going to do we're going to do world building. We're going to talk about like the very important people of Halo. Um which are just going to be essentially Master Chief Cortana go through that and then we're going to talk about um the five main games themselves and then touch on the um the other two which is halo 3 sad jazz and uh halo reach halo 3 sad jazz also known as odst Mm -hmm. Uh, odst just stands for sad jazz in latin odds yeah (laughs) it's a really ancient translation Uh latin just means sad jazz you trust me on that. I went to a Catholic school. I'm just impressed that, like, there was jazz that I, long ago. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that I, I'm going to have to say, because I was also at a Catholic school, and I don't remember in any of my Latin classes having any instance of the word obst or well, mention yeah. I mean, of sad jazz. If, mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, if you wanted to actually choose a language that it would be it would either be a, a like a, a russian type language or it would be welsh because i mean if it was welsh it'd be a bunch of silent letters <laughs> well yeah there's that too because <laughs> it'd be odsc and then a bunch of like j a k q's and q l t it'd be 18 letters long w t f l o l <laughs> OMG WTF BBQ LOL BBQ. Yeah, pretty much, yes. <laughs> Sorry, Welsh people. Davey's gonna hear this. He's be like, my wife has words for you. <laughs> oh no, it'll be Re- it'll be Receptor 17. Receptor. And those there. could be sent Sorry, to Davey. And those could be sent to at Hey It's Orchid on Twitter. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, BK can Pronounce all of the Welsh for me. Anyway, um, let's go into the history of Halo. Yay. Okay. Let's yeah. <laughs> <to> start. <laughs> I did really good notes, guys. You have no idea how long these took me. <laughs> um, we can just throw ourselves into it. Okay. Fair enough. <sighs> all right. So the Halo universe is essentially has its the same general history as our current universe up until a certain point. But the foundation of our universe was by species known as the Precursors. They were transcendent, meaning they could change into whatever they wanted. They came in, they created all the life in the current in in our galaxy, and one of the first races that they created were the Forerunners. Uh, the Forerunners were the military arm of the Precursors. They were also they could make great engineering models they could build planets <laughs> they could build like star roads and things like this using um neural physics 
in that's the term that they use in there. And then they also made humans. Um, the whole the f- whole founding premise of the precursors was something known as the mantle. Essentially, it was just a a philosophy of how to safeguard the galaxy. Um, the precursors took a kind of a holistic view of it. They said, you know, you kind of let people live as they are, and you only step in if something really, really horrendous is going to happen <laughs> to prevent, like, the remo- the the killing of all life. Um, the four the precursors wanted to pass on the mantle to one of the races that they created to carry on. Um, the forerunners thought it was going to be them. However, the precursors chose humanity. This angered the forerunners, uh, and also they thought that the precursors were going to kill them. <laughs> so they waged war on the precursors and essentially defeated them. Um, the precursors retreated and they used their ability to change themselves into an inert dust and allowed themselves to float off into the galaxy. Um, this would come back to bite the entire galaxy in the ass shortly. The Forerunners then um, took the mantle of responsibility. Um, instead of adopting the Precursor's way of viewing it, the Forerunners took a very strict view of managing the entire galaxy to the point of uh, preventing certain races from gaining certain technology levels so they wouldn't compete against the Forerunners. Um, humanity was one of the ones that they kind of butted up against quite a bit. Um, as it would happen, humanity at some point found a time found these ships floating around that had all this inert dust in it. And... Uh, did some testing, said, oh, there's nothing wrong with this, but when they applied it to these pets called Feru, it found them to make some very docile. So, this is, as uh, Blue Crew 86 put it, this is the beginning of the zombie dust dogs. Uh, (laughs) The the dust was the precursors. Uh, It unfortunately had become corrupted in its time in stasis. And eventually, what it caused the Feru to develop into was the Flood. The Flood then attacked humanity. Humanity fights it. They go to retreat. They, now, in their retreat, they come up against Forerunner worlds, because they're trying to get away from the Flood. Now, the Forerunners don't realize what the humans are fighting against. They just see the humans are encroaching on their territory, and they wage war. It doesn't help that the Flood um, would attack Forerunner worlds. Humanities would then, humanity would then come up and... Uh, destroy those worlds to prevent the flood, but all the Forerunners saw was, oh, you're attacking our worlds. Um, eventually, the flood retreat, um, but, and, but humanity is so weakened that the Forerunners defeat them. Um, the Forerunners had become aware of the flood, and it appeared that somehow humanity had developed a immunity to the flood. Um, in response to what they perceived as human aggression, they uh, devolved humanity into a pre-technological state and limited them to one planet, Earth, and also they were studied on a number of different Forerunner installations, the Halo Rings, also uh, the, um, the Arcs, which are the places where the Halo Rings were actually created. Um, however, the Flood came back and they were they were playing possum, 
So they came back and attacked the Forerunners, and in response, the Forerunners developed the Halo Rings. Uh, the Halo Rings are a weapon of mass destruction, and what they do is they'll send a pulse out. Um, there, there's a ser- there, there are two different series of rings. Um, there were that was a total of uh, twelve, if I remember correctly. Um, that ended up that got reduced to seven. Um, no, I think it was eight. I'm sorry, eighteen. That was reduced to seven. My apologies. Um, it ended up that these rings would go be placed throughout the, the galaxy, and when they fired, they fired in a in a radius of about twenty five hundred light years, I think, if I remember correctly. In any event, they would overlap, and what they would do is they would they wouldn't kill the flood; they would kill the food that the flood used, which was any sentient life. And it would essentially starve the flood. Um, this was a, like I said, a weapon of last resort. It ended up that they reached a point where they had no, um, they had no choice. A number of forerunners. Now, in light of this, what the forerunners did is they went out and collected samples of all the species, got them out of the range of the halo rings, and then fired the rings. This wiped out all life in the galaxy. Uh, the forerunners had also. Um, seeded planets with a type of solvent, so when the biologicals uh, biologicals would decompose, it wouldn't pollute the planet, and it would allow it to be, to be able to be reseeded. The forerunners then came out, came back, brought population back to the different, of the different species, to the galaxy, and then the forerunners all left. So that's kind of uh, the beginning part of it. Any questions? No, it's very straightforward, that actually. Is, yeah, very, very well summarized. I'm not sure I could have put it much better myself. I know, Freaking I definitely could have. Space zombie dogs. <laughs> yes. And zombie dust dogs. Yeah. you said that, the zombie dust zombie dogs, dust I dogs. texted Blue the minute you said that, and I just, like, sent him zombie dust dogs with, like, laughing face, just, like, repeated after that way too many times. Uh, zombie dust dogs defeated by mass genocide of their food yep. source. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So, okay, so um, as part of the as part of the receiving of the galaxy, there were a number of other races other than humanity. Um, two of the primary ones were the Shanshayum and the Sangheili. These are known in-game as the Prophets and the Elites. Um, there are also jackals, grunts, uh, brutes, and uh, Lekola, which are the hunters. Anyway, um, these races were aware of the Forerunners. They viewed them as gods. Um, after some infighting, they essentially all started to join together to form a large covenant with the idea of um, this thing called the Great Journey. Meaning, they, in reviewing everything that they had, they misinterpreted some of the stuff, and they felt that the foreigners left on this great journey, and the firing of halo rings would allow them, excuse me, to ascend to godhood, not wipe out everything in the galaxy. Um, so, it ends up that uh, 
Most of this stuff comes from a Forerunner AI known as Mendicant Bias. Um, one thing I probably should have I should have mentioned before is the Forerunners created Mendicant Bias to try to defeat the Flood. Mendicant Bias was corrupted by the Flood and joined them, um, and was only defeated by another AI known as Offensive Bias that was kind of limited <laughs> in its uh, it, that its goal was to only just defeat Mendicant Bias. Um, the piece of Mendicant Bias was left on the the Prophet homeworld. Prophets found it. This was the, they called it an oracle. They misinterpreted some of the stuff, and that's why they came up with their version of the Great Journey. Uh, it ended up that um, Mendicant Bias, the Covenant come across uh, the world of Harvest um, and discover humanity but they detect that there's a bunch of forerunner relics on Harvest. This ends up, Mendicant Bias then proceeds to tell three specific prophets um, that humanity are the are what they're detecting. They're the four the relics. And humanity is the ones who are supposed to inherit the mantle of the forerunners, not these other races. Um, the prophets that find this are the ones that we know in game as truth, mercy, and regret. Um, because they don't want to lose power, they say we must kill the destroy the entire human race to prevent the truth from coming out. Um, this leads to the the human covenant war, and essentially leads us into where we end up at the very beginning of the of the Halo games. Yeah. Yay. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, we have the general. Life and times of the Master Chief, who was abducted at the age of six by the UNSC, uh, and then was placed into the Spartan II program, uh, which was developed by Dr. Catherine Elizabeth Halsey, uh, in an effort to create super soldiers. At the time, the Covenant was not even a thing that humanity was aware of. This was actually in response to an insurrection that was occurring uh, within human-controlled space, uh, specifically from the outer colonies. Um, there was quite a bit of training. The chief, along with uh, all of his fellow candidates, underwent augmentations, uh, which caused many of the candidates to either be horrifically malformed or die. And that is when the contact occurred on Harvest. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to the year 2552, the Human Covenant War has been ongoing for 27 years at this stage, and this is where the games begin. There's some really important people that we should probably mention at this point. Yeah, I mean, you've already mentioned Master Chief uh, on there. Yes. Catherine Halsey. Mm -hmm. uh, again, she was, she was the lead scientist. For the Spartan II program that was authorized by ONI, the Office of uh, Naval Intelligence. Um, Cortana. Uh, Cortana is a human smart AI. Um, quick definition. Uh, between the Halo universes, you use two types of AIs. There's smart and then there's dumb. Dumb AIs are experts in a particular field. Medicine, uh, spacefaring. And they're usually created by from a computer program. They're a computer program, and that's essentially given sentience. 
Smart AI is taken, what they do is they take a human brain, a brain from a deceased human, remap it, and then run it through a converter to make an AI. Um, smart AIs can have an unlimited ceiling on what they can learn, but they have a lifespan of seven years. Um, Cortana is a little different because what Catherine Halsey wanted to pair the best AI she could with her Spartans. Uh, so what she did is she cloned her brain. She essentially cloned herself and made 20 clones of her, mainly her brain. And then, trans then through some advanced technology, mapped all the different parts of her brain and transferred them over to those other clone brains. Uh, the first one, labeled H1, uh, was then run through the process and became Cortana. Uh, this is Master Chief's companion throughout the the Halo CE 2, 3, and 4. Um, and fun fact, Cortana and Master Chief were really only paired for about three months. Um, really? You know, if you look at, yeah. Um, Cortana If you was, look at the overall timeline, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was only, she was paired in 2552 with Chief. Um, this is, we're getting a little bit outside of the games, but yeah, the, she was paired with Chief for essentially a really short period of time. Um, however, like early September, 2552, if I remember yep. right. Yep. Um, but, um, holy crap. She had a unique, she, she was unique in the fact that, um, she was already exceedingly compatible with Chief and through just some, a quick buffer change, she made sure that she was 99.98% compatible with Chief. So essentially, uh, not to, this is going to sound weird, but she essentially became a soulmate to Chief, because she was that compatible. Um, yeah. The other two people would be Sergeant Johnson, uh, Sergeant Avery J. Johnson, who uh, is, um, if you've played any of the Halo games, you know who Sergeant Johnson is, because he knows what the ladies like, and he's... <laughs> uh, <laughs> His character was actually based off of Sergeant Alapone from the movie Aliens. Um, he's kind of brings a little bit of levity to the game um, overall, but he's also an amazing character as well. And then the last guy is the Arbiter, Delvadam. He is, we meet him in Halo 2. He was the one in charge of assaulting Reach. <laughs> And chased uh, Chief to the initial Halo ring and CE. So we also follow him as well. I mean, we, he becomes one of the people we play. Mm -hmm. so. so I think that covers everybody. The main ones, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that covers it pretty well. Yeah. Now, to be completely on so... above board, I had no idea that the mm -hmm. Arbiter actually had a name before the Arbiter. <laughs> and I didn't know that he had a past. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Aside from like, he was... aside from like the initial, oh hey, you messed up. We are branding you. Mm -hmm. And at that time, actually, he was not Thelvadam; he was Thelvadami because yes. of the honorific suffix that is granted to uh, those uh, Sanghili that are in the, the Covenant military. Yeah. Um. Actually. Um, in one of the 
in the lead up to Halo 5, um, there is a an ODI report filed by Jamison Locke that actually describes uh, the history of Thalbatame. So it's actually pretty good. Uh, it goes into full detail. And uh, uh, one thing about Sangheili is they're very honorable. If they've, they've been compared to samurai, or the idealized samurai. So, um, yeah, they're, they're, exceedingly, uh, they're an exceedingly honorable race. Very much so. Very, very much so. Mm-hmm. So, um, should we just dive into uh, CE? Yep. We should probably go ahead and just so, dive into CE. Yeah. yeah. Halo Combat Evolved um, is a very nostalgic game for a lot of us. Um, this is actually the 20th anniversary of CE. Uh, it came out in November of 2001. Mm-hmm. So um, enjoy Jeez. feeling really old for those of us who played it when we were kids. Jeez. Or for some of us when we were in high school. So enjoy feeling really, really old. I was not quite <laughs> in high school, but very I close. wasn't either, but it was, or, it was right. pretty close. Or those of us who were <laughs> in their 30s and starting on their career. Uh, We don't really, hold that really against old. you. We, we don't hold no. that against you. Yeah. yeah thank you. No. Now get off my Absolutely lawn. Absolutely not. <laughs> oh shit. Get off my halo. Get off my halo lawn. Um, You're not my dad. So this game, um, it begins as we have the 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 ship at the pillar of autumn. Um, so it exits slip space, which is what they call essentially faster than light travel. Um, and you, they see a giant ring world known as a halo, which they don't know what it is yet because they're just like, oh, shit, this is cool. Um, the Covenant is pursuing them and um, it's they they're there's lots of fighting um the captain uh captain keys um gives the ship's ai which is cortana to master chief who you are controlling um and he gives cortana to master chief to make sure that um that you they that the um that the covenant don't find out where earth is i think is the reason why it's given to him i believe so yeah it's it, and then it deals with something yeah. known as the cole protocol stepping outside the game real quick um yeah to prevent the covenant from finding earth anytime there was an imminent um when it was imminent that the covenant were going to take either a unac ship or or installation it was immediately supposed to self destruct and or um, make sure that anything that would hold navigation data, um, possibly leading the covenant to Earth, would be kept out of its hands. So that's why Chief is given Cortana in the game. Yay! I remembered vaguely something. Half of this is going off of um, I've played this game enough that I am vaguely remembering this. Our notes are this is um. My notes are not very good, so I'm pulling this out of my butt. 
You're doing fine. <laughs> Yay, this is great. Um, so essentially Keys orders um to abandon ship and they all essentially crash land on Halo. Um so Master Chief now is with Cortana and they try to rescue as many people as they can. And um Keys has been captured by the Covenant because of course he has. I don't particularly like Captain Keys. So um forgive me if I am like Captain Keys sucks because I think he sucks. But um that's just me. Uh essentially they don't want at this point, they don't want the Covenant to use Halo because they they want to stop the Covenant from using Halo because they, they no one knows what Halo does. Um, so they are trying to find the Halo's control room. Um, Cortana gets into the Halo's computer, and they, um, essentially she discovers something. Um, she actually discovers what the purpose she, of the ring actually is. Uh-huh. Right. Discovers something. Yeah. Doesn't explain it to um, Chief, but tells him to go stop nope. keys. Mm-hmm. That's why it's something. But it's very like, you need to go stop him right now. And she doesn't have time to explain why she doesn't have time yeah. to explain. Exactly. See, <laughs> There's no time to explain. See, that, stop no, him. no, see, that no, right, no. Stop that. See, that right there <laughs> just makes me think that like, there was just a readme.txt just sitting on the desktop. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody but the AI could actually see the desktop, so she was like, oh, what's this? Oh, go stop him now. <laughs> he, she, she's just like reading over the log file, like, wait, it does what? It does what? Oh, shit, stop keys. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I need to... No. Now. <laughs> Although, Don't hit the fair, enter key, just go stop yes. keys. <laughs> but now, to be fair, though, this is the one time that not having time to explain is actually the right thing. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, not explaining, I think, actually makes the game um, a lot more frantic. Yes. Yep. Because um, I was very stressed out when I had no idea why I was trying to stop <laughs> Oh yeah, and, just and that... Pens, you watched me play this oh, too. Oh yes, I was like crying in the middle of this game. I'm like, what am I doing this? <laughs> so... oh, why is the blue lady yelling at me? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of yelling in this game. There is. Mm-hmm. Both by um... the characters and by Orchid when she's playing it. Oh my god. So um so at this point now, Master Chief now encounters something really terrible as he's trying to rescue more Marines. Because all along the while you're trying to rescue more and more Marines. Um, because that's kind of like a side mission that you're always trying to do is like rescue your dudes. And um you come across the flood. And the flood is terrible because it just kind of infects everything. Like we talked about um, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's it it's terrible because when you come across it in the game, you have like the little tiny like flood guys that look like they look like tiny reapers from Mass Effect. <laughs> but they're like little and cute. 
They're popcorn. But, it's popcorn flood. Yeah, it's popcorn, popcorn flood. flood. Yep. Popcorn but, flood. I'm um, actually holding a plushie of one right now. <gasps> nope. Are you? I want a plushie flood. Nope. <laughs> no. Well, but just, then there's also like just but then they're also like bulbous human flood. Well, yeah. And they're like the dudes you're supposed to rescue, and it was like horrific for me, and I was like crying while killing them, and then they just come back to life and you have to kill them again. Yup. It's just, it's awful. Like, it, it was just, like, very traumatic. So, um, so because the Flood, um, are now on this planet, um, it releases 343 Guilty Spark, which is, like, a deranged ghost. <laughs> 343 Guilty Spark is the monitor of install of the, that particular Halo ring that we find ourselves on. Um, mm-hmm. He's the care- monitors essentially run. He's the caretaker. <clears throat> yeah, he's, of the, the, he's ring. the caretaker. So once mm-hmm. yeah, once the flood is released and um he comes to um, yeah, sorry, Orca, go ahead. No, no, no. So um every ring um or every halo has a caretaker. Um and this one is the AI for the Sunus three four three guilty spark. And they are the ones that are entrusted to activate the halo to kill the flood because that's the entire purpose of the halos is to get rid of the flood like that's their sole purpose so when when the flood is discovered the halos are activated and everything within you know x number of light years is killed well now to be fair the monitors can't actually initiate the ring firing they need to find no you have to they need to find a reclaimer in order to do it yes so they need to find a human mm-hmm. who can do it yep right um so he's trying to convince master chief who is a reclaimer um so he i think it's called a index activation yep, the activation index okay mm-hmm. um so he retrieves the activation index Guilty Spark gets him back to the control room, but there's a library. We're not going to talk about that. No. Um, we don't talk about the library on the show. Any, the libraries. Anyone who's ever played Halo CE, you know exactly what we all mean, especially if you're playing it on Legendary. Oh, dear God. Oh, oh dear God. Oh, no. I have done this, and yeah, we're not talking about that. Nope. Um. My, my soul hurts me. Um, so they so bring anyway. the activation index back to control room. Yes. And, and then Guilty Spark attacks Master Chief and Cortana um, because she refuses to surrender the activation index because they find out what happens when they activate it because it's to destroy all life, to starve the flood. And they're like, no. And Guilty Spark is like, what do you mean, no? What do you mean, no? And they're like, no. We like being alive. (laughs) What what do you mean? Don't kill everything in the universe. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) Says deranged ghost. Yeah. No. So, um... (laughs) So instead, they're like, we're just going to destroy the Halo. And the Guilty Spark is like, say what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so they need keys. They need keys as command codes to destroy the Pillar of Autumn in order to destroy Halo yep. with it. 
and um, but Keys is now part of the flood because he's been turned into the flood. He's so, been assimilated. Yep. One is that of what us. It, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, One of us. <laughs> so. Whatever. Just resistance is futile. Yeah. Just real quick, the way the, the way the flood works is is that it infects. What it infects, it turns. What it and then it, it then it, that it grows to infect more people and it continues to grow. The, the flood also have what's known as a collective consciousness, meaning the entire the what one what one um one spore of the flood contains all the knowledge of the flood. And what it does is it starts collecting more and more flood victims to gain mass. Once it gains enough mass, it becomes what's known as a grave mind. Um, we see this in Halo 2. Uh, and when you come across keys in uh, Halo CE, they haven't quite reached the grave mind level yet. It's what's known as a proto-grave mind. And that's where you have to remove the command codes from what is left of Captain Keys, which is kind of a really ugly cutscene. <laughs> yep. Spoiler alert, you punch it out of his skull. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. That's true. Um. Anyway, so they get the command codes from the captain. He returns to the autumn. They... Essentially, um, destroy the um, reactor. They destroy the reactor. They think it their work is done, but they're like, "No, guilty spark is still alive." Like the jerk it is. Chief ends by going, "No, I think we're just getting started." Yep. As the camera pans out and he takes his helmet off, but there's actually another helmet underneath his helmet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that that was a uh, yeah. So, um, Chief and Cortana are able to escape the destruction of the ring uh, on a on a longshore yeah. bomber. Um, and in a post in a post cutscene, you see Guilty Spark floating off, traveling off in space to uh, a destination undetermined. Ring. Yeah, but it's essentially to. Find another ring. Yep. Because it's like, if I can't destroy it with this ring, I'm going to find another ring to do it. Yay. Yay. Can't wait. But yeah, that's essentially um, Halo CE. I think I did good. Yeah. 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 Not having played it for a little bit. Yay. Go me. Mm -hmm. Yay. Halo 2, anybody? As long as it's not legendary, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say we haven't heard much from Elmas. Do you want to take a stab from this? Sure. So, from what I remember, uh, and what the show notes actually say, because it's been ages since I've played this, Thelvetami, who is a a Covenant shipmaster and later becomes the Arbiter, he's blamed for the actual destruction of the Halo Ring and is branded by the prophets. He's branded a a heretic. Essentially given a choice to either become the Arbiter um, or choose death, if I remember correctly. Absolutely right. Yep. 
The council decided that he was to be hung by his entrails and have his corpse paraded through the city. But ultimately, it's up to the prophet of truth. So, well, there he wasn't that fate, or he could become the arbiter. Well, and and since there wasn't a parade, I mean, I assumed that he became the arbiter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the covenant invade Earth. Master Chief fights off the invaders in New Mombasa, and yeah, that's one of the a ships city in Africa. Yeah, I remember looking that up back when it first came out, and I was like, "Where the hell is this?" Mm-hmm. Um, one of the ships is actually transporting the Prophet of Regret, and when the ship opens a portal, Chief follows in the UNSC ship in amber clad. Uh, the portal leads to another Halo ring, and Chief pursues and kills the Prophet. The Arbiter and Master Chief cross paths due to the intercession of the Grave Mind, which we covered earlier, but in case you missed it like five minutes ago, it was a giant flood intelligence. The Grave Mind really reveals the falsehood of the Covenant to the Arbiter and sends him to the surface of the Halo, uh, where he stops the ring's firing sequence with help from Johnson and Miranda Keys who is, I believe, the daughter yeah. of the previous Keys. Yeah, she is the daughter of uh, Jacob Keys and Catherine Halsey. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if you ever get a chance, in Halo 2 Anniversary, there is a cutscene that um, essentially goes through Keys' uh, assimilation by the Flood. And in it, he is trying to feed what he considers um, un- unimportant or, or not militarily important information. And one of them is an image of Halsey. Um, I would probably imagine just before it can... Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, so... Wow. Yeah, those two got together. All right. Mm-hmm. Way to go, Keys. Um, <laughs> what, like Halsey back in in you know her prime was? Yeah, she was an attractive woman. I mean, because in in many cases, um, in if you look at a lot of the images of Cortana that come from, not necessarily what was in game, but uh, you know from other uh, related imagery. Um, Halsey states that she reminds her she reminds her of a younger Halsey. So, and like you can see the mm-hmm. actual resemblance between Cortana and Halsey. Yep. But yeah, getting back on track. So, it's at that point that they discover there were seven Halo rings. Seven because Bungie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then Chief is teleported to High Charity, uh, the Covenant's homeworld slash mothership, uh, in Amberclad, uh, crashes into High Charity, infested with flood, and Cortana realizes that the Grave Mind used them as a distraction. Chief boards a forerunner ship that Truth is uh, the Prophet of Truth is using 
to escape while Cortana stays aboard High Charity so she can destroy it and the ring if the ring is activated. Uh, the Forerunner ship arrives on Earth or in Earth space and Chief informs Admiral Lord Hood that he's finishing the fight. And for anyone who remembers the ending of Halo 2, there were a lot of broken TVs as people threw their... <laughs> so... Yes. Yeah, sorry. Ash <laughs> Chief, what are you doing on that ship? Finishing this fight. Fade to black. What? <laughs> well, what? Like, for me, it was more of the no. fact that he just, like, Cortana just was abandoned. Like, that's the thing that got me. Well, like, I, mean, I she she was going to, she, what she was doing was sa- essentially sacrificing herself. She was, and, and the idea was I get to sacrifice that. herself, so. And I get that. Uh, but it was just, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Teen me was like, no, 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 no. Cortana is, is and you have a, a beautiful love. Why why is she there and you're not? Yeah, why is she not with you? Don't abandon my waifu. It, exactly. <laughs> don't abandon the waifu before I knew what a yeah. waifu was. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, before I knew, what a waifu, knew the term waifu as well. But anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, although, I mean, to be fair, it, it that's like that whole scene is pretty powerful because... When she says, you know, I'll come back, and she ends with that line, don't make a girl a promise if you know you can't keep it. Which is one of my all-time favorite lines from her. Oh my god, yes. Mm-hmm. That That is just, oof. Yeah. Fantastic. And, and Jen Taylor delivered that so well. She really did. <sighs> she I has... love her. <laughs> just... uh, yeah. Yeah. Jen Taylor's amazing. Yeah, like I absolutely love her. And whenever I hear her in anything else, I'm I'm sitting there like, all right, I have to pull myself out of this because that's Cortana. That's not yeah. whatever character she's playing there. That's Cortana. Do you know Even how... if you're hearing her as Princess Peach, you're like, that's Cortana. Oh no 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 yes. no. no. <laughs> when you hear her as Salem. Exactly. Oh, no. like, like she was good at Salem, but like Oh yeah. Initially, I was like, "No, that's that's Cortana. I can't, yeah. I can't see past that." It took yeah. a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. It did. Okay. Uh... Now that I'm done fangirling, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Well. Then we move on to Halo Three. Yeah. Go ahead, Rindle. Which, which is really Halo Two. Two. <laughs> Halo yes. 2 Part 2. Yes, indeed. It really is, because it should have been part of Halo 2. Well, just as a, a side yeah. note, the most of the Halo games had some level of development issues. Every game does. Um, but right. they, were running, they were running way, way over. And this is before the concept of crunch was as well known in the, commu- in the, in the general gaming community as it is now. Um, I mean, they were, so they, they were really under the crunch. And, uh, so where Halo 2 ended actually was not where they wanted Halo 2 to end. Halo 2 would have, should have ended, um, like, if I remember correctly, I think it was the mission where you destroy the AA gun before the assault on the Ark, which is partway through Halo 3. Right. So, but they had to ship it, so they just cut moved on 
And so we begin where Halo 2 left off with Chief aboard the Forerunner ship, the Dreadnought. So as it begins, we see Chief literally descending from orbit. He had jumped from the Forerunner ship. Uh, as it turns out, just grab the blast door to use that as an impromptu heat shield and winds up crashing down in East Africa. Uh, he is found by Johnson and the Arbiter, and is brought back to a base where it is uh, revealed the Covenant have been busy excavating a Forerunner artifact. Uh, so they perform an assault on an AA gun to try to punch a hole through their fleet. But... Uh, the Prophet of Truth activates the artifact, which creates a portal. And this portal itself leads to an arc, which is an installation uh, where the Prophet of Truth will be able to activate all the halos at once. Of course, with a human, but we're not getting into that right now. As this happens, uh, there is a group of Flood that show up. They start doing what Flood do. And they need to be taken care of. The um, allied Covenant troops, which are a group of Sanghili who have basically all come under the realization that the uh, Covenant religion is false, uh, glass half of Africa in order to prevent the flood from spreading their infection across the planet. Uh, and they hop in through that portal to follow after them. Uh, they are also joined at that point by 343 Guilty Spark, who is the monitor of Installation 04, the original Halo. Uh, he is helping them out, essentially because after the destruction of his ring, he doesn't really have any purpose to himself. Uh, the Flood also end up following in a fully infected High Charity. They begin infesting the Ark as well. Uh, Truth captures Johnson to activate the Array, because only humans can activate them. The Chief and Arbiter go in a rescue attempt, along with Miranda Keys, who is killed during the rescue. Arbiter kills the Prophet of Truth, and the rings are deactivated. At this point, it's found that the Ark is constructing another Halo ring to replace Installation 04, the Alpha Halo, uh, the one that Chief previously had destroyed. And Chief decides that he is going to activate this ring because in its incomplete state, it will spare the galaxy at large, but it will destroy the Ark and eliminate the Flood in the process. Uh, this means, though, that he needs the activation index from the original ring. Uh, which is currently being held by Cortana, who, as we remember, was left on High Charity. So Chief goes forth, he rescues Cortana from High Charity, um, and they destroy the city together, uh, head back to the Ark. Uh, then Chief, the Arbiter, and Johnson go to the new Halo's control room to activate the ring. Guilty Spark realizes that activating this ring is going to destroy it, and he suddenly turns and fatally wounds Johnson. Uh, Chief and Johnson actually are able to destroy Guilty Spark once and for all with a Spartan laser. Johnson, shortly after, succumbs to his wounds and dies, telling the Chief to send him out with a bang. And they activate the ring. 
the chief and arbiter escape from the control room in a warthog uh, in a very fantastic run that yep. the music is still used to this day in Mylon's Marble streams. Uh, <laughs> they uh, oh. they jump the warthog into uh, the bay of the uh, UNSG ship forward onto Dawn uh, and activate a slip space portal, uh, intending to use that to escape the destruction ring. Uh, then the Ark is destroyed, and this collapses the portal part of the way through uh, the ship's transit. So this means that only the front half, the fore section of Forward Unto Dawn, makes it back to Earth, uh, holding the Arbiter, while Cortana and Chief are in the aft section of the ship. Cortana activates a distress beacon, and <laughs> Chief decides that he is going to enter cryosleep. Uh, to try to sustain supplies as well as, you know, to wait things out. Cortana says that he is going to miss him, and Chief responds simply to say that um, she can wake him if she needs him. Yeah. So another really good that was that was a really good ending for that. It was. Oh yeah. Uh, so and honestly, if they had decided that Halo was going to end there, that would have been a good spot to mm -hmm. end. Yeah. Yeah. It would have yeah. been, yeah. I mean, although in the legendary ending, you do see the aft part of the Florida Dawn Dawn drifting near a, uh, a non-natural planet. So oh, there yeah. was a hint of something there. Um, the, the, you know, something that could have been a launching pad, which ended up was a launching pad. It ended up being a launching yep. pad mm -hmm. for Halo Four. Right. Um, the next two main games we got were Halo Four and Halo Five, but technically in the release timeline, we actually got Halo Three ODST next in two thousand nine, and then in two thousand ten we got Halo Reach. Um yes. yep. yeah. And then um, I'm actually just like looking at the release timeline. We got um, Halo CE Anniversary in 2011, and the Master Chief Collection came out in 2014, which yeah. um, arguably one yeah. of the worst releases believe... of a game ever. <laughs> <sighs> Although it is thankfully since been oh it it is very much fixed. <laughs> oh, it's 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 amazing now. But when it got when I mean, when it was released, there was a lot. Of, I mean. Woof. They, you know, they they took they took four different games with four different netcode and four different coding and tried to put a universal UI on it and it didn't yeah. work well. It didn't it didn't yeah. Didn't, bad things happened. Didn't really work. But yeah. No. But I can guarantee but right now, anyone who plays Master Chief can the collection can tell you that game works really, really well right now. Um mm -hmm. if if Master Chief Collection would have released in the state that it is now, it would have been groundbreaking. Mm -hmm. So it just it had to work through its problems. Yeah. Yes, it yeah. did. Yes, it did. Um, but we're gonna go through Halo Four and Halo Five really quickly before we round back to uh, ODST and Reach. Mm -hmm. So, um, do who wants to talk about Halo Four? Halo 4 is, like, honestly, probably my favorite Halo game. You Do you want to take it? You, go ahead and take it. Uh, and then... oh, Halo 4 is really confusing. I'm going to try. 
Yeah. Okay, I'm going to need help with this one. Okay, I was going to say, we can back you up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need help with this one. Okay. You got this. Um. So, as we remembered in in the ending of Halo 3, um, Master Chief took his took a nap. Um, <laughs> so, it has... That Halo 3 ended in 2552. It is now 2557. Um, he's been asleep for a while. Just a little bit. Um, so um, he's been drifting towards another Forerunner installation. Uh, this one is called Requiem. So Cortana is now... And she's been awake the entire time by herself. Just um, when you're by yourself with your thoughts for that long, with no one to talk to, um, like you're not gonna be all there anymore. Yeah, just gonna throw that out there. So she wakes the Master Chief from cryo, um, as the ship is being pulled into Requiem's interior, um, and she is malfunctioning. Um, so we knew from the beginning that she had a lifespan um, and she only had a certain number of years before she was going to be retired. And she is now at that limit. Yeah. Seven years. And she's seven years and she's now experiencing something called rampancy. So um, rampancy is a declining state that um, smart AIs go through. So that like, um, like Grindle said, it's uh, seven years of service. Yeah, Cortana um, specifically states she's been online for eight years. Yeah. And then the typical yes. lifespan of a, a smart AI is seven. Uh, yeah, so and, that is one year too long. Yeah. And as the game progresses, she gets uh, like progressively worse and worse. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I'm not sure we mentioned it previously. Rampancy, effectively speaking, because of the way that a smart AI is designed, it effectively mimics the neural pathways of a human brain. They can absorb a bunch of information, but then it gets to a certain ceiling, wherein, in order to take on more information, they have to kind of sever existing pathways. Um, and then it eventually gets to a stage where some may try cutting off more and more of these to try to preserve their processing ability. Effectively speaking, they think themselves to death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so Master Chief is thinking if he can get her back to Dr. Halsey, then maybe Dr. Halsey can fix her. Um, we don't know if that's true or not at this point. So, um, the Infinity, um, has responded to this distress beacon. Um, so he's trying to ward off the infinity. Yeah. Uh, the chief releases an ancient forerunner warrior who calls himself the didact. Oh no. Oh no. Uh, just real quick. The UNSC <laughs> infinity is the largest warship. Yeah. Um, in the UNSC, it was actually started near when the human covenant war was going on. And it's, current mission is to go and map existing forerunner, um, facilities. It's already yeah. found, um, I think, it, it already found some of the Halo rings, the the remaining Halo rings. Mm -hmm. So, it was... In, it, Did it find all of them? Um, not all of them. I don't I don't believe it found all of them, if I remember correctly. I think there was some that it had not found yet, if I remember correctly. 
Um, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, you, you don't want to, in, the infinity is, is big ship. Um, it's the didact. It's not who you want to release. That, that wasn't smart. No. Um, no. So, um, apparently the chief has been fighting along with the splinter covenant force and attacks the infinity. That's cool. After it enters Requiem. Smart. Um, the chief makes contact with infinity and recommends attacking the didact. That is smart while he's vulnerable, but the captain of the ship Del Rio orders them to destroy the gravity. Well, so the ship can escape. Okay. Um, the sheep is then contacted by the librarian, another forerunner. The forerunners are bad news. Who fills him in on the didact's plan to convert humans into Prometheans using the composer. Guys get better names. A device originally created in an attempt to immunize biological what? beings from the flood. Do you see where we're going with this? Yeah. Uh, Chief's evolution is accelerated by the librarian to make him immune to the composer. Cool. <sighs> the chief defies Del Rio's orders and stays behind as the Infinity leaves to oppose the didact. Um, so they attempt to actually disable the didact ship, but they are unsuccessful because the didact is a dickhole. Um, they follow the didact to a halo ring, because of course they do, where the composer is being studied on a nearby research station. Um, the didact retrieves the composer and activates it, composing everyone aboard the station except the chief, because you can't compose the chief because he is immune to it. So at least one good thing happens. Mm -hmm. And Yay. I would argue that the cutscene after that mission is mm -hmm. one of the more powerful ones because Cortana, because the composer turns everything into, into a digital stream. Cortana, being digital, can hear the, all of those streams. And um, so she essentially heard, everyone be, heard everyone's pain as they were being composed. Um, once mm -hmm. Chief wakes up, um, she utters probably one of the most heartbreaking lines. Um, you know, they'll pair you with another Cortana model, but you know it won't be me, right? And it's just... Because at this point throughout the game, you're seeing Cortana break down, um, essentially. You see her f yeah. flash around and, yeah. and lose structure. And... and uh, yeah. I mean, she, she's having a hard time focusing, and um, it's, I mean, it, it's kind of painful to watch. And uh, just as a side note, Josh Holmes, who was um, one of the directors of Halo 4, um, stated that throughout the development, he was, I think it was his mother, if I remember correctly, who was suffering from Alzheimer's. So a lot of what we saw with Cortana was impacted by his experience with his mother. I was about to bring that up because it like is... when when I first played it, mm -hmm. I had just seen all of that with my grandfather. Yeah. So like that storyline hit me extremely hard. Same here with my grandma, actually. Um, God rest her soul. Uh, 
Yeah, and if you've experienced anything like that, it, it just hits really hard. Yeah. It really does. It's really sad. Um, geez. Again, not to mention Ew, the fact that like, uh, Jen Taylor in that particular section just... Mm, that yeah. performance is yeah. amazing. Oh, she's so good as Cortana. She was so good. Mm-hmm. So, at this point... um. Everyone has now been composed, uh, which is awful. Um, and so Chief and Cortana are now hot on the tail of the didact who um, is on his way to Earth. And he has, they have a nuke. Because, <laughs> of course, they do. Because yes. if you're in space, um, you're going to have a nuke. If I've learned anything from video games, if you're in space, you have nukes. I've been playing a lot of Mass Effect. There are a lot of nukes in space. Um, so um, this is kind of the, the the pinnacle of the game. So they're trying to destroy the didact. Um, Cortana creates a lot of copies of herself to overwhelm the didact as they defeat him. Um, but they, not before the didact, fires the composer at uh, New Phoenix, uh, Arizona. Um, and composes the entire city. Yeah, so good job, Arizona. Well, it's really hot there, so I'm sure they appreciated it. Um, that's the coolest. Just, like, just that. That's the coolest they've ever been. Bare that metal. Is the coolest they've ever been. Uh, too soon. <laughs> <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Like this is 500 years in the future. Too soon. <laughs> Preemptively too soon. Yes. Preemptively too soon. Whatever. So um, the chief activates the nuke, um, depending on what level you play on. There's quick time events or not quick time events. No, this is playing it on legendary. There are. Is that no, the point? No, th- th- this yeah. that whole scene is a quick time event. Yeah. No, yep. there isn't. If you're not playing on, if you're playing on normal, there isn't. Uh, that was because you and I were playing, and I was doing the quick time event. Yes. <laughs> what? Yeah. <sighs> yep. <laughs> Lame. I hate you. That, anyway, that's why um, it was so dramatic because I was like because <laughs> you were doing it oh my god anyway um, so you have fucking quick time events <laughs> um, because of course or late 2000s quick time events um, yeah so you're just stupid quick time events you activate the nuke destroy the composer hooray but you're saved by cortana who actually essentially destroys herself to do so which is really sad and it's like the most soul destroying like three minutes of cutscene you'll ever watch in a video game ever that moment where cortana reaches out and like puts her hand on the chief's chest she's like i've waited (sighs) so long to do that and and Uh, and the the song playing in the background blue and green and blue (sighs) oh that 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 song is enough to get me to tear up yeah like just mm. it like I may have been listening to it while we've been talking. And her. <laughs> oh, no. 
I've been listening to the Halo 4 soundtrack the entire time we've been doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like that that cutscene has to be my favorite in the entire game. Outside of um Chief giving them back their bomb. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. Just and her last line, welcome home, John. Oh. Damn it. <laughs> right? It me so bad. Anyway, um the end of the game um has Chief being found in space. He's been spaced at this point and he's found by a rescue team and he's brought aboard to Infinity. Um where he speaks to Lasky and he overlooks Earth who and it's kind of like a little touching moment, but um God, now I'm like really sad. Yeah. He yeah, he I and Lasky have this conversation about um Lasky not possibly being able to comprehend what Chief is going through. Chief responds saying that they have a duty as soldiers to protect humanity. And Lasky rebukes him, saying, well, I mean, you're saying that, like, soldiers and humanity are the same thing. Yeah, we're, we're just people. We're not machines. Yeah. And that's what leads to that last line of Chief saying, she said that to me once, about being a machine. Uh, <sighs> I know. <laughs> I No, I'm sad. You know, just talking about it makes me want to play the game again. And even though I right. know I'm going to get emotional over it. I know. And Myself and my wife actually played through Halo 4 when it came out, uh, co-op. And I just remember we got to the end and we were just bawling. Yeah. Uh, it the was, very... F- uh, Go ahead. There's a reason, there's a reason Halo 4 is my favorite my favorite campaign it's my favorite halo campaign um and just the because the emotion it was able to evoke yes um yeah so it like i i remember the first time i actually got to that that ending um it was on a saturday morning everybody was still asleep my sister came out like right at the last five minutes and she looked at me and she's like, why are you crying? I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> it, it's just, yeah, I mean, it hits so hard and it's so beautifully crafted. Yeah. yeah like I said, I mean, Halo 4 had its flaws. Um, you know, but I, none of the Halo games have had that kind of emotional impact. Um, I mean, I, I hope that Infinite has that kind of emotional impact because that's what I want to have. Um, yeah. But, yeah. <sighs> okay. You're... I'm not muted and crying. It's cool. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, so... sure, sure you're not. <laughs> I'm totally not. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Do you want me to do Halo 5? Yeah, I... Okay. So, we're now on Halo 5. This is... Halo 5 takes place in 2558. It's about a year after the end of Halo 4. Um, Chief has been reunited with um, his original... Well, his... his, Three other Spartan 2s, Fred, Kelly, and Linda. 
um, known as Blue Team. Uh, Halo 5 splits time between Master Chief and Blue Team, and then a fire team known as Fire Team Osiris. Fire Team Osiris consists of Jameson Locke, Holly Tanaka, Edward Buck, who we know from Halo 3 ODST, and Olympia Vale. <clears throat> so you split time between the two. It starts off with Osiris assaulting a world called Kamchata, where uh, to um, rescue Catherine Halsey. Um, after Halo 4, there was a DLC known as Spartan Ops, which dealt with Catherine Halsey and a Covenant uh, and a new Covenant leader called Joel Dama, um, where Halsey was working with Joel Dama and ended up getting kidnapped by him. Um, so Fireteam Osiris rescues um, Halsey. Um, there have been five UNSC colonies which have been attacked by what they identify as forerunner weapons. Um, Halsey says she has information on this. That's what leads to the to the rescue mission. Um, in the final, in the cutscene right after that, uh, Halsey warns Lasky about the danger that is Cortana. Um, we now we then hop over to Blue Team. They uh, locate they're sent on a mission to stop the Covenant from pillaging a research ship called the UNSC Argent Moon. Um, during that mission, John is contacted by Cortana, telling him to get to Meridian, a, a, a planet that had been glassed by the Covenant. Um, they set the self-destruct on Argent Moon. He says he's going. Blue Team follows because they are a family. Um, and they violate orders and they head off. Osiris is dispatched to bring in Blue Team. Um, <clears throat> and um, on Meridian, they come across. They Chief and Locke fight. Chief wins. Chief and Blue Team get on a uh, Forerunner weapon known as a uh, Guardian. It's, it's, it's known as a Guardian. Essentially what the Guardian does is it can throw an EMP pulse out and wipe out all communication, electronics, and everything on a planet. Um, the Forerunners had used it to pacify planets when they were at their heyday. Osiris continues to pursue. It's at this time that it was found out that Cortana has survived. She found her way into the domain, which is a Forerunner computer network where she was able to heal from rampancy. Again, rampancy is just a is a state where smart AIs essentially think themselves to death because they don't have room to think anymore. The domain allows AIs to have more room to think, almost an unlimited amount of room to think. In now during this we find that Cortana sounds very much like a forerunner where she's saying that the created, which are the AIs, are the ones who need to who are going to assume the mantle of responsibility. And they need to take care of everything. Osiris pursues Blue Team. They uh, come across another guardian on Sanghelios, which is the homeworld for the elites, and they follow it to this planet known as a foreigner world known as Genesis. They pursue Blue Team, meets up with Osiris. They realize that Cortana is a problem and need to stop her. Blue Team, John tries to. Um, talk to Cortana. 
she essentially locks them in a cryptum, which is a forerunner prison, for lack of a better term, for 10,000 years to try to get them to change their mind. Osiris is able to stop her from taking Blue Team, but Halo 5 ends with the Guardians spreading throughout the ga- a bunch of AI, joining Cortana, essentially betraying humanity, and then Cortana arriving on Earth where the UNSC Infinity is, and essentially deploying a, uh, uh, a Guardian there. And just before an EMP pulse goes out to take out all the ships and all the technology that's on Earth, UNSC Infinity escapes through slip space. They all rendezvous on Sanghelios, where Halsey is, and the game ends with Catherine Halsey meeting up with Master Chief for the first time in years with the line, it took you long enough. That was a, that's a really, really quick and dirty on Halo 5. <laughs> that's yeah. very quick and dirty. Yeah. yeah. So it's very quick Well and done, dirty. though. Well, very yeah. well done, but yeah, that that's kind of the that's the real general overview of it of Halo Five. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll admit I kind of had some like three four three had found the perfect ending for to for Cortana, and then they brought her back. Uh, yeah, that was my Damn problem it. with it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Infinity or Infinite. with Infinite. Yeah. Um, I'm really interested to see. Um, especially with what we know, you guys have read the book mm-hmm. Shadows of the that kind yeah. of links, yeah, yep, that kind of links, um, <coughs> Halo 5 and yeah, um, and Infinite, and yeah. Infinite. So, I'm really interested to see, but yeah. I'll probably try to read it before it actually comes out. Yeah. I don't know. You could always go to Audible and Maybe. use a, your free one, your free book to as a to listen to it if you want. If you prefer that, <laughs> very true. I I could do that. Well, I, I have a I have a credit. I have a couple credits. Oh, I could probably just do that. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure there's the other uh, one of the Master Chief stories. It was actually. Um, read by steve downs no 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 he uh, only did he only did a small like the first chapter of it he did not read the whole oh, thing really trust me i was sitting there seriously contemplating doing a GoFundMe to essentially have him what were, what are those called little snippets of stuff that he was reading the um oh, oh cameos yeah have him do enough cameos to read into the entire novel Oh my god, that'd be so expensive. It would, but it would be it worth would, it. But it would be yeah, worth it. So. It would be worth yeah. it. Yeah, it would. <sighs> um, so there are two spin-off games that are not in the the main five games. Um, the two spin-off series would be Halo 3 ODST slash Sad Jazz. Um, that takes place during Halo 2. Um, essentially a very quick and dirty is that the Covenant assaults the city of New Mombasa, Africa, um, and as the UNSC repels most of the fleet, sort of, um, this, the ship that was above the city causes a massive shockwave and, um, this follows an ODSC drop team. Um, and it's like a, it's like a mystery. Yeah. It, it, to see where all of the people are. It's, it's kind of done in a... 
kind of detective style not really murder mystery but kind of it's a mystery like a thing. hard-boiled yeah, detective hard-boiled yeah. detective hard-boiled it's actually i really like this game yeah. you, um, you know, it's, it, just the way they do it where you you play as one character and then you come across something mm-hmm. that leads you to a mission where you're you're playing as a different character um, yeah and you uh it's really neat yeah it's as close to a departure it's as close to a mystery game as first person shooters get yes it's um it's a it's also kind of an open world game it is yes it has like a hub and and different spokes mm -hmm. yeah 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 it's um it's there are parts of it where you are in, you can wander all through the city of New Mombasa. There are secrets to find. Um, so there are actual clips that you can find that explain what happened in that shockwave. Um, that's, oh God, what's that girl's Sadie name? Story. It was yeah, kinda, Sadie it's Story. It's kind of an ARG within the game called Sadie Story. Yeah. And you find it by coming across phones that are ringing. And mm-hmm. you get in there and you can listen and play the clips. You can, right. So you can listen to all these um, audio um, additional narratives for the civilian girl that's kind of caught in the the beginning of um, the Covenant invasion. And she's trying to find her dad. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool. And you can also find, it also leads you to like weapons, caches and stuff. Um, but it's really cool. And so that's a really neat game to play and if you've never played it like it's not like the other halo games so do not have the expectation that it is like the other halo games or you're going to be really disappointed i do want to or you're going to be really surprised and delighted it's one of the two it's definitely it deserves its place up at near the top of one of the best halo games that's out there it is you either like it or you don't yeah i mean yeah i mean um I will say though that it actually has two very well-known uh, sci-fi uh, actors who do the voices: uh, Nathan Fillion, who does Buck; Nolan North, um, who, <laughs> if you've ever watched anything Nathan Fillion is in, I'm sorry, he pretty much plays Buck in everything he, he's done. Um, and then Firefly, Trisha Helfer. and yeah, you know Destiny. Yeah, and- Trisha Helfer is in it. Yeah. Like Nathan so, Fillion um, just plays the same character in everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you mean Cade Six, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Yeah. He's a great actor. He is. Alan Tudyk is. is in it too. Oh yeah, that's right. Actually, so's Nolan mm-hmm. North. Now that I think about and it, and Adam Baldwin is also in it. Wait, wait, wait! Adam Baldwin is in it. He plays Dutch. Yep. Mm-hmm. I need to replay ODST now. Yeah. But yeah, um, Trisha Helfer voices uh, Captain Dare, who's she's, the Oni. Yeah, uh, she's Dare. Yeah. So. yeah. Yup. Hell yeah. It's. But um, that's his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And it has one of the one of the funniest lines in it, where um, there's a scene where where they all join back up. Uh, where your character Buck and Dare are there, um, and Buck's character looks at you and goes, "Rookie, if you ever fall for a girl, make sure she's got balls." It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what? 
Did I just hear the first time I played? It, I was like, did I just hear what I think I heard? Yes. Just, yes, yes, did. you did. Don't question it. Just don't, don't if, question. If, if you if you ever fall for a girl, make sure she has fall. Okay, Buck. Um, I have several questions. Nathan uh, <laughs> Philly, don't ask questions. Just don't ask. Them. And see, the only thing that ran through my mind is we call those chesticles. <laughs> Chesticle. Okay, I'm just going to go on to Halo Reach. Halo Reach takes place in 2552. Halo Reach is um, it's a prequel. Kind it takes of. place directly right before CE. Yes. Um, it is uh, about um, a team of uh, ODSTs. Spartan 3s. Uh, are they Spartan threes? Yeah. Um, that are tasked with bringing uh, Cortana to Master Chief. Well, <laughs> essentially, sort of hand wavy. Uh, it's kind of. Uh, hand, I, th- sort I, of. I feel like Ken's I, and I, I have things to say. Yes. 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 Uh, I I literally wrote in the show notes. It's a prequel, but is it a prequel? No one knows because Bungie keeps changing their minds. Okay, Pence and Rendell, go ahead and scream. <sighs> and go. Okay. So. Halo Reach is, okay, I'm going to say I really like Reach. It's probably, besides 4, it's probably my favorite game. Oh, yeah. The camp- I, I agree. The campaign is really, and really good. The campaign, I love Reach. The campaign story is good. I am out of, it has... All the characters I'm super attached to. Um, I love cats driving. You are one of the few. So much. <laughs> um, well, yeah, she I does because she's cat two point everywhere. Yes. <laughs> you know. Okay. So, so I'm inspired by cats driving. Oh, I want to drive just like her. Uh, <laughs> okay. You, at one point in time, Rooster Teeth did this thing called Fails of the Week, and it was all Halo Reach. Without. A doubt every week, every week of the show, there was a clip of Cat driving somebody off a cliff. <laughs> every week. Without fail. Yes. The number of times I've been driven off a cliff by Cat, I can count on two hands. Yep. Uh, Easily. <laughs> Easily. That is amazing. Yeah. And. You're Cat 2.0, which is why. I'm Cat 2.0. Yeah, I've. If I, I, I guess um, not all of our listeners know I do stream on Twitch Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday when I can. But um, I have played all the Halo games like multiple times on my channel, and um, I have gotten the nickname of uh, Cat 2.0. Yep, this is the exact or reason how I why. Drive a warthog. This is the exact reason why, if we're playing, it's like, oh, or, uh, no. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Kita <laughs> does not drive, nope. ever. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> no. Except in Reach is the only time I do drive. Yep. Because um, I am a better driver than Cat is. Marginally. Well. Marginally. To, to be fair, the AI drivers in Reach are not good. It's just that Cat's always the one who's driving. So therefore, she's the one that we suffer with the most. So, but yeah, reaches reaches a story of a, a fire team of Spartan threes who encounter the Covenant uh, as they begin their invasion of Reach. It ends up 
uh, you already know anyone who's a, who's been a fan of the series. You already know where it's going to end up with the Covenant win. Um, there's that the final mission where you take Cortana, but that's actually only a piece of Cortana back to meet the Pillar of Autumn. We're a fan of fan of retcon. Yeah. Uh. So it's, it, although technically the Pillar of Autumn is in space, trying to go heading out outbound. And it's uh, yeah. And so so technically, so. <laughs> uh, okay. So and technically, oh god. Uh, sorry. Uh, no. Do you want to explain the discrepancies? Yeah. That yeah. Okay. So we're having trouble with. So we kind of have to when just before Halo Combat Evolved was released, Microsoft wanted to release a game, uh, release a book to kind of go on just to help people to flesh out the world. The, that book ended up being arguably my that arguably I would say one of the best books in the series and my favorite, which is Halo: The Fall of Reach. It was written by an author by the name of Eric Nyland, and it was written in seven weeks. This book actually yeah. laid the foundation for the entire Halo Damn. extended universe. It is a, it's really really good. In it, Halo: the, the Fall of Reach happens in hours, which Honestly, one of the one of the things that you get throughout the novel is how overwhelming the Covenant military is. So, yeah, it assaulted Reach, which is supposed to be the largest or one of the biggest UNSC bases in the galaxy, and yet they overwhelm it in very short order. And it, when you read the book, you got this feeling of just how overpowered the Covenant were and how desperate everything was which led perfectly into CE. So Bungie, in their last game before they left, they officially left the Halo franchise, is they created Halo Reach. What they did is they wrote essentially what their story was for the fall of Reach. This Reach did not happen in, did not fall in a matter of hours, it fell over a matter of months. And... There's a lot of there's a lot of outright inconsist- inconsistencies between the two, and I'm putting that very nicely. I know some people don't like using the word retcon, but it definitely was. Absolutely. <laughs> and and my personal opinion is Halo reaches Bungie's middle finger to Microsoft and Halo as they walked out the door. It is it is it, it, Bungie was not the now I want to say this first Bungie and Microsoft were totally different in 2000 in 2007 in the early 2000s Bungie and Microsoft were two totally different than they what they are now Microsoft really did not know how to handle a game developer uh, Bungie did not make it easy on them but they just didn't it, the two clashed a lot Bungie was very difficult and did not want to give up the publishing right to allow the, any of the novels to be created. The only reason, and this is actually on uh, Eric Nyland's blog, the only reason that they were actually able to get the book published was an, by a Godfather-esque deal by a man by the name of Eric Troutman, who essentially held... Like, all the lines that are said in-game were written by Eric Troutman and his team. They held that hostage, essentially, 
to force Bungie to well, Bungie had said yes, they'll sign it if you get all this all these lines done. They wanted to renig. So you know, so Troutman said, Well, we can just delete all all the work we did. And Bungie essentially said, Well, we need that for the game, so yeah, we'll sign and you can publish the books. So that's the kind of quick and dirty on that. Eric Troutman did tell that if you if you look on YouTube and you do a search for I think it was called the Sci-Fi Podcast with Eric Troutman. There, it's about a seventeen-minute, it's about a ten or fifteen-minute piece out of a, like I said, the podcast was known as the Sci-Fi Podcast, where he tells about his experiences working with Bungie on on the Halo uh, universe. So, so uh, what three four three did was when faced with that, because 343 wanted to try to join the game timeline along with the extended universe, they did a number of different things called Oni Data Drops and things of that nature to try and merge the two as best they could. They really couldn't do it very well based upon how the game was and all that other stuff, but they did the best that they could with it. So, like I said, I, I have kind of strong opinions about Reach. Uh, mainly from a greater lore perspective. I know many don't have the same perspective I do. And that's fine. But I tend to think that that was... My my dislike of Reach is simply because of where it impacts greater lore. And I tend to look at Fall of Reach over Halo Reach as uh, for what is canon in the Halo universe. So, Yeah, there's... Oh very large, and that's putting it very lightly, mm-hmm. number of inconsistencies between the two. And then somehow um, they went on record saying that they're both canon? Yeah. Question mark? So that's where we get that you know further retcon where, oh, you know, Noble is not transporting a piece, is not transporting Cortana, it's just a piece of Cortana. Yeah. Uh, that they're bringing to the Pillar of Autumn. Never mind the fact that in the book they're describing that the ship is already um, underway, about to partake in another mission when the Covenant invades. <laughs> they're about to enter slip space. <laughs> Literally. And somehow, somehow, uh, that means that the Pillar of Autumn must have gone into atmospheric re-entry, docked up in... Uh, the spaceport over mm. within reach uh, allowed six to get there to personally hand over the chip of Cortana to Captain Key. You cannot see my face right now, but I'm slowly becoming more and more and more enraged. <laughs> Just with the inconsistencies. I don't the need to see your face. I can uh, hear. Yeah, it. I was about to say, like I, I can, can hear, hear the it. rage building in him. <laughs> I can it's, just hear it's... the agitation and rage. It's 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 a very different. I mean, like I said, it, it was it's a different time. It was a different group of people. Bungie's changed. Microsoft has changed, and this this is nothing against the people who actually did the game of Halo Reach or or Microsoft or anything like that. It's just from it's one of those things. As someone who in who Halo Halo to me is Star Wars to everybody else. I'm of the age of where most of the people my age are like huge Star Wars fans. I never saw Star Wars. Halo is my Star Wars. So 
and I frankly have gotten so. And I I love the lore. I love the story of it. I'm no expert by any means of the uh, of the imagination, but I just love it so much. And and the that whole inconsistency after playing Reach, I'm just like, what did I just do? This makes no sense. <laughs> Trying to figure that out, my, get resolve that in my head when I'm looking at Halo: The Fall of Reach, going. This doesn't add up at all. I mean, we could probably go on ranting about Halo Reach for a little while longer if you want. I mean, you know, is there anything else <laughs> that, that I missed? We have more things to talk about. Yeah. Um, but I mean, with the thing with Halo Reach is that there's in every single game, there's always something. I mean, mm-hmm. Destiny has their own things we could rant about yeah. that that has the same kind of I guess we could call it a halo reach <laughs> we'll just call it a halo reach I mean destiny has the same kind of thing um, is there anything to look forward to in infinite uh, I think there's there's definitely oh. a lot um, I mean speaking just from a story standpoint UNSC is lost this is and this is actually on Installation 07 Zeta Halo, which is actually the oldest Halo ring of the existing ones left. And it's actually very different from the other six that were are still around. So it, uh, it's, it's exceedingly different. We can expect a lot of different things about it. All, all we know is that the UNSC lost, and that Chief had a mission to infiltrate that ring and isolate and then lock down Cortana and then bring her back to the Infinity for disposal. As part of this, he was paired with a new AI who we don't have a name for. All all we know, all that this AI has been named as is the weapon. Based upon a previous story known as From the Shadows of Reach, if you remember, I said that Halsey created up to 20 clones of herself. They were all stored on Reach in her, in her laboratory there. And the Spartan blue team was sent there to, to get them out. So the logical assumption is this is an AI created from another one of Halsey's brains. Clone brains. Now, because of Cortana's sway over smart AI, the general belief, at least my general belief is, They've done something with this AI to try to exceed, limit its, to limit it to one very specific thing, which is not too different from what the Forerunners did with mendicant bias and offensive bias. Both are smart AIs, but they limited offensive bias and scope to only take to only take out mendicant bias. So we know that this clone is not Cortana. It that it this is not Cortana. It is a it's a totally new AI. And probably made from Halsey's brain, and it's very limited. Now, the one thing that was said about Cortana by Halsey was Cortana, like every smart AI has a viral termination code that would allow it, that would allow an override to immediately delete an AI. Cortana found hers early on and removed it. This AI, the weapon, at the very end of the trailer, towards the end of the trailer, she goes, there's another thing. At the end of the mission, I'm supposed to delete myself, and that hasn't run. I'm still here. So 
this leads to the ideas of okay, is this just something that stems from any clone made of Halsey's brain? Will immediately locate and be able to remove that termination code. The other thought is, despite the fact that the this new AI says that you know Cortana was deleted, and Chief's reaction to that's like, well, did you do it? She's like, no. All I was supposed to do was lock it, lock her down. You're supposed to take her for deletion on the Infinity. Makes me believe that Cortana is not deleted. Cortana exists either in Chief's armor or potentially has overridden the weapon and is masquerading as the weapon. That was my so. initial thought upon seeing the uh, the E3 trailer. Because she specifically says, you know, I'm supposed to delete myself at the end of the mission. And the mission was to get Cortana and delete her. Right. If A doesn't happen, then B will not happen. And right. since we see that B didn't happen, cause and effect. Right. So Cortana is still very likely out there. Or, as Pence postulated, perhaps she has yeah. simply taken over the AI that we simply know as the weapon at this point. It's It's an interesting theory. I don't know... And some people have talked about how it doesn't seem to really mesh with what we're getting we came from four and five and some people don't like that but i'm holding out i want to see how they go with the story but if you look at it from a perspective of okay killing cortana off screen would immediately remove the fact of ha having chief involved in the destruction of cortana seems exceedingly cruel to chief it, it, it's one of those things that, you know, from an in-game perspective, maybe you don't want to. Maybe having her die off-screen is a is a good thing. I don't necessarily think so. There was in the in the original in the trailer from I think two years ago, where it just showed the pilot. You know, in the Pelican, you know, he started off all pretty clean shaven, and then he grew. He has a full beard. This is when he brings Chief in, and he essentially activates the armor again. And this is where you see Chief put the chip back in his helmet and it says it's empty and it just says weapon, you know, not found. That's where people get the, the name of the weapon. In the boot-up screen, where the, in Chief's visor, there was a flash of red. Well, it ends up that's QR code. When you scan that code, it actually gave you an audio file. The audio file was of the weapon saying, wait a minute, that's me. And the assumption, like, the way that ends, you see Chief walking towards essentially the control room. And you hear Cortana saying, speaking. And the way that extra clip, audio clip goes, it seems like it comes in right in that area. Because you see Chief pulling the chip out of the back of his helmet. And that's where, he, but then, it, like I said, in the audio clip, it's... The weapon saying, wait, I recognize this. That's me. And it's just like, okay. So, you know, obviously, the two AIs met each other in some way, shape, or form. So, it would seem that that's a possibility, a possibility that, yeah, that Cortana took over or somehow merged with the, the weapon. So, 
which I suppose I'm... we'll just have to wait and see another couple of months. Holiday 2021? Uh, yeah, they didn't give an exact date yet. I'm sure we'll get another one in a couple of months. I'm sure, yeah. Um, they're being very cagey with dates, but I'm sure we'll get it before Christmas. Yeah. Um, it'll sure. probably be November, but... I'm just... As long as there I can get hold of an Xbox Series X before that, I'll be happy. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. Good. I don't think they exist. Yeah. I um, just barely got mine, so... Yeah. Yeah. Stroke yeah. of luck. Um, anyway, let's move into shout-outs. So, Pens, do you have any shout-outs? Um, well... Shout out to Orchid and Elmas and Rindle. Um, thank you guys for having me on. It was fun. I always enjoy talking about Halo. Um, big shout out to the Focus Fire Chat crew. Um, I know it's been a while. Um, hopefully, <laughs> once Blue, thankfully Blue's has kind it been? Of, well. Hopefully, Blue's able to get <laughs> his. Uh, he's got his uh, basement getting sorted back out and they'll you know they'll be back on every friday night it'll be great to have that back um and then also um yeah i just i want to give a shout out to 343 industries um they they've 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 caught a lot of flack over the years some deserved some not but I, I firmly believe that they've always tried to put the best game out that they can. Um, and I think they've been pretty good in engaging with the community overall. Um, they do a lot of good work, and, I, and I'm, I can't wait to see what this iteration of Halo is going to bring. So, And then I'll, just uh, one last thing, sorry. Also, I want to give a big shout-out to my Spartan company uh, out there, Halo Fan for Life, and then also for the crew over Podtacular. Um, they're getting close to 800 episodes <laughs> in their podcast. So I know. Uh, wow. Yeah, they've been around a while. <laughs> and it's and honestly, if you want to just get a place for Halo news, I would definitely check them out. So I have them in our show notes. Actually, hell, I got excited when we got to 100 episodes. I know. <laughs> It's amazing. Eight hundred. That is. I I I found them someplace in the two hundreds. I think. And wow. it's like, wow! I've been around there for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Rindle, how about you? Uh, I got at least a couple shoutouts. Um, in my case, at least in terms of direct stuff, I do want to give a shout out to the uh, guys over <clears throat> within Destiny Lore Audiophile. Uh, all the extremely talented uh, voice actors and voice actresses that we have brought together for that project, uh, which is an absolute dream to work on. Um, I cannot help but think that maybe if there's extended Halo lore, we might do something there. <laughs> but that that is... I've got that, no problem with it. Yeah, that remains to be seen, of course. Uh, another big one has to do uh, just with general, the uh, people who have put together the extended lore for Halo. So... Authors like, you know, Eric Nyland, Joe Staten, uh, Tobias Buckle, uh, John Shirley, Peter David, uh, Troy Detting, just to name a few. Um, and just giving us all this another incredibly rich and expansive world for us to, you know, sit here and talk about and 
bitch about inconsistencies. <laughs> so, Elmis, what about you? Uh, shout out to uh, Pens and Rindle for jumping into the episode, and shout out to you for organizing it. That's it for me. I don't know how much organizing I did. Thank you. Um, it like it. Thanks to it made my week yeah. a lot easier because I didn't have to do any show notes. I I'm just gonna have to edit it. That's it. Yeah. Blue Blue has always said that whenever there's a Halo, a Halo, uh, whenever he has me on, he says the the show notes are all let pens talk, and he that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, thanks. Well, so just let pens uh, talk and it'll take care of itself. Well, so so Pretty to much. give a little clarification, um when Orchid realized, "Oh, hey, it's going to be episode 117." She was like, "Let's do Halo." And I told her, "All right, I'll get you the template ready. You do the show notes." So like it was completely off my my <laughs> list of things to do. Yep. Just let me pretty much do whatever I wanted. Um, so yeah, with that, I'll, I'll thank all you guys. Thank you for letting me, um, indulge myself because, um, I was never allowed to play Halo when I was younger. So this is like a thing that I played as a adult and love. Um, and just like adore and want to play all the time. I don't have like the childhood nostalgia. Um like I do from like watching like my brothers play it. So I guess I have that. But I was never allowed to play it myself because I it was never my turn on the Ek back. Um no like, better I had there. a PlayStation. Like the girls had the PlayStation and like the boys had the Xbox. So Right, no bitterness. Like I had mm-hmm. I had now Metal you- Gear I had Metal Gear Solid to play. <laughs> Well, so now you have it wasn't the all bad. Now I have the Xbox because I have the I have that scientist money. I can buy my own Xbox <laughs> and play Halo on my own. I can I can buy my own game things. But um, yeah. So yeah, this is um playing Halo finally. Like I don't know, playing it on stream with people and then like by myself and experiencing the story and um it's it's just it's something else it's it's just so well crafted and it's it's really special so and it's Bungie's 30th birthday yeah like 30 thank years. you Bungie yeah, if that, that that's a huge this. one. Thank you, Bungie. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, like, for, across yeah. this and Destiny, just uh, providing yeah. just th- these incredible worlds that have just united all of us, if nothing else. Thank yeah. you for that. Definitely. I mean, they they did it with Marathon. They did it with uh, Myth and uh, Halo. Mm-hmm. They're they've done they're doing it with Destiny. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like, it's changed like all of our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, there's a lot of different special things this episode than there usually is. So, I have to like change my brain for this. <laughs> um, so, the artwork for this episode is courtesy of at Halo on Twitter because I'm just straight up stealing some of their artwork. Um, 
so uh, thank you to Rindle for cutting the openings and closings for this episode because um, he's my audio gremlin. Uh, and I just was like, hey, Rindle, do you want to help me with this? He's like, yeah, sure. Cool. Um, the music in this episode is copyright of Microsoft. Um, we're able to use it under their fair use policy, but don't tell them that we're doing it. Um, if you'd like to dive into the Halo lore in the Halo community on your own, uh, listen to our friends over at Podtacular. Uh, you can listen live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Podtacular. Or you can find them wherever you can find their podcasts. Um, Pens told them to raid me once <laughs> when I was live. And I think I was when I was... I, you were playing I, I Halo. was battling the flood yes. and I was playing Halo and I think I was crying at the moment when that happened or I, something. Well, the, the, I think I you were in either Halo 2 or Halo 3 because I... Was I? Yes, because I, Oh, no, I was. Because if you if you remember, I... I was. Everyone, like, okay, I think Rimble might have been me and you in chat. We were just like, okay, don't anyone say anything. But... Yep. <laughs> but there's no doubt that I'm clipping this because this is going to be epic. And <laughs> or or when you when you came across the honestly, one of the greatest things for me as someone who's been a longtime Halo fan is watching you people play the game. And watching you experience the flood for the first time with totally the wrong weapons. <laughs> oh yeah. I did needler. not have a shotgun. That a was needler. a big mistake. And I had a needler and did not have a shotgun. It was terrible. I just it was not the right gun to have. I was just like, because I, I took clips of that and I posted it in the Podtacular Discord, and they're just like, "Oh, oh no, that's just not." Yeah, they're good. like, "Oh no, what is happening? This is bad. This is very bad." But yeah, yeah. So it's uh, yeah. They're the nicest people, and I love I love their podcasts. Like. Um, it is one that I enjoy a lot. Um, I go back to it a lot. Um, and they do a lot of other things outside of podcasting. They do a lot of like community nights also. They play a lot of PvP and, um, so they're a lot of fun to watch on Twitch if you have the time. Um, they're live a lot during the week. Yeah, they, the podcast so, is recorded Thursdays at 8.30 p.m. Right. Eastern. They have a Friday mm-hmm. community night at starting at 8, 8 p.m. Eastern. And then uh, Dust Storm, who is the main host, he does uh, an Achieving Halo uh, where they run through uh, achievements in Halo Master Chief Collection, um, usually Sunday evenings, either at like 9 or 10 o'clock. And I think yeah, they're all they're, on um, website, web, uh, Twitch. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. Um, definitely check that out. Um, you can also explore uh, Halopedia uh, for all your Halo knowledge needs. Um, if you actually want to explore the Halo lore on your own, um, you can also join the Halo community over at Halo Waypoint. Um, that's where you can find um, a lot of like the Halo Insider stuff. If you want to join the Halo Insider stuff, if you want to do like Halo flights, um, or you want to go, you know, join essentially what Halo has. They have clans, but they're not called clan. They're called other stuff spartan companies um spartan companies yeah. so if you want to go join a spartan company uh that's what Pence was shouting out so if you want to go join a spartan company you can you can do that so um join the halo community over at halo waypoint they have all that stuff it's all very exciting yes join a spartan um, company because you just never quit do you 
<laughs> God damn it, Rendell. Took out the didact. Uh, yeah. Woke up the flood. Um, you can join. Um, I'm Stop I'm it. going to start a Spartan company for all of us Destiny people. It's going to be Edge Transit. So. <laughs> that's what it's going to be called. It doesn't exist yet, but that's going to happen. So all all you Destiny people that want a Spartan company for uh, Infinite uh, Edge Transit. I don't know. It sounds kind of edgy to Let's me. Let's go. Is edgy, burnt edge transit. Ow, the edge. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be great. It's gonna be a bunch of people who um don't PVP and don't PVE, but it's gonna just be destiny people. <laughs> yep. So I have a couple of reminders for us. Um, you can find us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can find me at hey it's orchid. You can find elemist at i underscore am underscore elemist. You can leave us a email at guardians underscore lore at outlook dot com. You can leave us a review. Uh, wherever you can leave reviews. Uh, you can join our Discord, where you can talk to us about Halo, or Destiny, or dogs, or whatever. Um, I added a new channel where you can just, you know, clip things that you find on Steam, like bad Steam names, because I find those a lot and think they're really funny. Also, Bife has a channel that has that in his Discord, and it always makes me laugh whenever I see them, so I wanted that in our Discord. Um... Also, uh, don't worry. We'll be jumping back into Destiny lore next week, or will we? No, we, we will. We I will. Promise. Indeed. We will. And Elmas says we will, so we, we have to. We will. Because whether um, we want it or not, we've stepped into a war with the Didact on Requiem. <laughs> God damn it, <laughs> So let's get to taking out his command one by one. <laughs> not you two. Julem Dama. From what I understand, he commands a splinter <laughs> section of the Covenant. <laughs> God, he just say goodbye. <laughs> I'm stopping this. This, this fucking get off the warhog. Goodbye, all of you. Right now, all of you. Farewell. Oh, we say goodbye. Oh wait, no, you're Cat 2.0. You're driving. You just drive us off the cliff. We're all driving off the cliff. Say goodbye. <laughs> Oh, crap. Have a good night, everyone. Stop. We're stopping. Night. Eee.